The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Streets in! Your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We are live from inside the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, where today we hear from Cowboys Nation. 888-855-2297. Hop on the phone lines now. 888-855-2297. Also, you can hit up our Cowboys podcast text line. I opened up the text line this morning, and the first thing I see is 40 burgers, and that's Mm. what I like to see. 817-290-3298 is the text line. I'll say it one more time. 817-290-3298. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Chris Beam, in the back, I'm Kyle Yeomans. John Machota back on the show. John, it was good seeing you in the press box the other day. <laughs> yeah, it was good seeing you guys too, man. I'm glad your Detroit Tiger self got to tweet out the viral video of the Texas Rangers in, in the, yeah. the building the other day. Yeah. I looked yeah. on like Rangers Nation, which is a great blogging like website, and they just like had John's tweet and the video up, and I was like, I'm jealous. I was like, I'm a little bit jealous Damn. as a Rangers fan myself. So... Yeah. Um, they started playing a Creed song, so I was like, yeah. they're got to be gonna showing happen. somebody. So I had my like phone ready when they did that, because I figured there were some players at the game. I heard Adolis was going to be there, but mm-hmm. I didn't know who they were going to have. But when they started playing the, I can't think of the name of the song. It was higher. Higher, yeah. yeah. You can sing it no, if yeah, you want. Keep, so keep going. That was it. That was it. You got to pay for the rest. That was, <laughs> that was the, 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 the Apple. Hey, what was that? Well, yeah, what was that before? When like back in the day when you could get a was it Apple like yeah. where you could like you want to get a song Sample. for yeah it was like, on iTunes like, you iTunes would just click it. it and it would just play yeah. for like a second and once that little wheel was up it was done. How much was it for the full song? It was like it started off as like ninety nine cents. Might have been earlier than that. It might have been like sixty or I'll give you ninety nine cents right now. Like when iPods popped up, like that was like ground. Breaking. I'll Ooh. give you 99 cents right now to finish that song. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing for you. I'll double it. <laughs> the, were you an iPod guy? You're so against like I was, Apple, mainstream. I was Apple. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I was Team Apple. Up were until you? up until they went to the big screen. Until they did you wrong. Until they went to the I the six plus. They had a delay. They had a delay. Okay. They were backed up. They did not get out their pro- their product in time. And I was like, man, screw they? this, man. I'm gonna see what else is out there. And that's when I saw the that's when I saw the light. Okay. Okay. So that's light. All right. All right. Your All green right. text messages the say light. otherwise. The light, the green light. You racist text yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> green text messages different. Uh, Nick, let's let's hit some news and notes. We got to hear from a couple guys yesterday after the win, forty nine seventeen, and then after some news and notes, I want to get. Actually, I'm going to flip this. John, I want to hear your thoughts first on the win. We haven't heard about it yet. Uh, what were your thoughts on on how D- Dallas took care of business on Sunday? Uh, very impressed that they were able to be so dominant in a game where it had trap game type feel written all over just because of what the Giants have done, who they're starting at quarterback, and they completely took care of business in a way that, you know, you see on social media people kind of try and act like it's not a big deal or whatever. I'm just wondering why all these other teams don't do that too. I mean, why aren't the Chiefs blowing everybody out like that? Why aren't the Mm -hmm. Eagles blowing out everybody like that? So there's something to be said for that. Now, that doesn't do anything to erase, like, the way I feel about them having to play the Eagles again or if when they play the Niners in in the playoffs, if if that's, in fact, what ends up happening. Those will be much different games, obviously, but it is a positive to see that. Um, Dak Prescott continuing on the tear that he's been on these last four games, CeeDee Lamb just playing out of this world, and then I just really felt like the coaching staff and – the whole crew went out of their way to get Brandon Cooks involved just so that someone might have to pay off a bet. So um, all of it, like, I don't know, just like every, the way it went, like how often in sports, whatever sport you want to pick, do games go exactly how you think they're going to go? So yeah. rarely. That's, you know, that's why, you know, spreads and lines and things like that are made because it is so difficult to predict what's going to happen. And there were so many things about that game I mean, even on their side of the ball, Mozzie Smith stepping mm-hmm. up, Sam Williams. We had yeah. talked about that last week on the show, things that we wanted to see from some other guys on defense. So, I mean, it just checked all the boxes. And probably the, the biggest thing uh, outside of getting a win was the fact that 
uh, it seems like they got through the game pretty healthy in terms of all the guys on, on the active roster. I know you, you could probably yeah. in your news and notes will mention somebody else. But for the most part, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're a healthy team. Yeah. I think that's the, the overarching thought process, it, at least from those who have, have covered or been around this team or followed this team for, for a long period of time, is, wow, they played really well. They checked all the boxes. They got some guys involved that they hadn't necessarily gotten involved previously. But let's see it against Philadelphia. Let's see it against San Francisco. I I, I feel like my inbox was there yesterday. We we put out a ten big facts, which I mean it was just a record breaking game from a statistical category that I put out a big facts this morning with with Nick Eatman, and I tweeted it out. And a lot of them are like, "Let's see it against the Eagles. Let's see it against the 49ers. I agree. I totally agree. Well, but they took care of business the way that they should have. And I do believe that you will see it against the Eagles in that building. But that's yes. the key there. That's why you have to beat the Eagles. That's why you have to win this division because the home field matters more for the Dallas Cowboys than any other time since they've been in that stadium. They've never played as well as they have. 12 in a row to yeah. win at home like that. I don't care who you're beating. Give me the 12 worst teams in the NFL against whoever you think is the best to win 12 in a row at home in a place that if you were breaking down the best home field advantages in, in NFL, sports, whatever, AT&T Stadium would never be a, uh, one of the top names no. mentioned. And for them to roll that off, I, I think the other teams, who were they? They mentioned after it was like the Packers have done it, yeah. I think twice, once with McCarthy and the Seahawks. You think of like Green Bay and obviously you think of Seattle. Yep. Like those are the ones that everybody always talks about. Like, oh, yeah, it's a tough environment, you know, especially Green Bay, I think, is the elements a little bit more. I mean, it's loud, but yeah. Seattle's obviously how loud it gets and the crowds on top of you and just that stadium is just so loud and rocking. For them to do that at home, it just it means so much for them to, to win this division so that they can play home playoff games. Yep. I also saw this from Bobby Belt speaking on the home field advantage. Uh, he put out a tweet. Uh, this was after the game on Sunday. 12th time in the last 24 home games where Dak Prescott has started and put up at least 40 points on wow. the board. That's half the time. So not only are they winning these home games, it's a lot of forty burgers, but they are destroying teams at home, and and that's just kind of the, been the mo for this team. And they want to protect home field. Mike McCarthy's talked about it. He's kind of kept that up at the priority list, and and they've taken care of business. But they did so. I mean, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Yes, he does. I mean, yes, he does. Obviously, he did it in Green Bay, and now he's doing it again here in, in a place that, like I said, I, I wouldn't have expected him to do that. So um, I think he's number one on the list of people that deserve credit for for this run that they've been on at home. I posed yeah. this question yesterday, John. I'm curious to get your thoughts. What would you rank this offense as far as confidence? What, it's in? what is your confidence level? Hmm. Ten being the most confident I've ever been in an offense. Yeah, yeah you ten, can say that. Ten being like they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's yeah. done. Uh, seven. Six and a half, seven. Mm -hmm. The running game is the only reason that would keep me from an eight or nine. But uh, the passing game, I just think, is building. And again, like they're going to face some good teams. You know, obviously coming up, Miami, Buffalo, Philly again. I think it'll. I think that they can keep that going. It's now they got to build that run game to go with it. And and I do think if if Pollard and Rico stay healthy, I do think it will. And then while the offensive line too, there's a lot of ifs in there. But if that can happen, then it can head in that direction. And and it is, it is interesting to see because. Most of the time I've covered the Cowboys, it's been kind of built around the run game offensively, and now it's clearly a pass-first deal with a defense that's dominant. This is very unlike most Cowboys teams in the past. (laughs) That was kind of the consistency we came to yesterday about, like, just needing the running game to step up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, But news and notes, uh, we'll lead off with uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. Jerry Jones confirmed on the fan this morning that he is out for the season. So it's Marquise Bell time uh, for the rest of the year in that second level. Um, Initial reactions on that. Do you all think Leighton Van Der Esch plays another game? Yeah, it was interesting yesterday when we were talking to Mike McCarthy. It was just one of those things after the fact, just kind of in passing. Hey, uh, what's is Leighton close? He's like, no, no, not yeah. close. It's like, do you think December? He's like, no, probably not December. And now that this news broke this morning, it, it's not surprising. It was just kind of that <clears throat> feel. It, got, it had the feel to it that it was it was gonna it was gonna end up like that for for Leighton Vander Esch, and it, it does. It's it's awful um, to be out for the year like that, and for somebody who has been healthy the last two campaigns after dealing with a string of injuries got to feel for it and it does impact your defense whether or not Marquise Bell's playing well or not you could have both of those guys I would have loved to have both of those guys down the stretch but the fact that he's out for the year man that's that's a gut punch that sucks for him that that very well might be it for him it might be with it being a neck for the second time Mm -hmm. that that might be it for him I hate that man I hate that there's a part of me that um 
feels like maybe it's a good thing not for him to play football anymore. And, and from a sense of while we, you know, get paid to cover the team and we all obviously love football, it's not more important than life. No, no. And his quality of life, like it's one of those things where, you know, uh, guys that um, have had like a bunch of concussions, you're, you're just like, you you want to see them enjoy life, and it's like you know how much they love football, but it's like there's so much more than football that's that that there is in your life. He's a young guy. Like I just would hate to see him come back and then have suffer something yeah. again like that because he's had some of those neck issues in the past. So there's a part of you where you don't even care about the football aspect. You're just like you want to see that guy be right for the rest of his life and not have to have something that he has to deal with for the rest of his life. One hundred percent. You just tell me. I hate seeing guys go out on somebody else's timeline. Yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Like that. Going through injuries is a part of the game. Well, you know, most guys are hurt. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and some guys deal with injuries. Um, injuries meaning, you know, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Right? Hurt, everybody's dealing with hurt. Okay. You you get scratched up. You know, you break a finger. You know, whatever. I mean, those things hurt. Okay. <clears throat> injuries are things that keep you from playing the game. And whenever guys go out of their, you know, out for the season alone, just from an injury alone, that sucks, right? But when you start talking about potentially that's the last time you touch the field, that I don't wish upon anybody, right? Like anybody, because in the back of your head, you, you will never get over the what-ifs. You'll never get over the, the, the imagery that you have of you being on that field and you not have an opportunity to take the last snap on your accord, Um Sometimes you see it coming that you're going to get cut or things mm -hmm. like that nature. But injuries, man, like, I mean, prayers up for him, man. I just that's that sucks. That's that's really bad. I mean, that's it's really unfortunate for him. Um, yeah, I just I hope I hope those guys just understand how the, the the weight of that for him. Yeah, and we could tell it was it was at least kind of serious whenever it happened. It was in San Francisco, correct? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. He had a family waiting outside the locker room. It was kind of emotional, and it was kind of a moment for Dan Quinn and Layton and his family to just kind of get together. And you could tell it was something that scared everybody for sure. But uh, we've seen him around the building. We've seen him on road yeah. trips, and you know he he looks healthy. He's walking around normally, but um, I, I think that's probably the extent of his impact for the rest of the season. Um, just real quickly. Mm -hmm. One more thing to add on that. I I really loved what John had to say. That's that's part of the realism of football. And it's funny, while you were talking about that, I was I was thinking about uh so my mom's favorite player is Leighton Vander Esch. She loves Leighton Vander Esch. She's got the jerseys, she's got the autographs, she she always wants to to whenever she goes out to training camp, the the one time she goes out to training camp, she's always clamoring for Leighton Vander Esch. There are a lot of L V E fans out there. If if you haven't if you've seen the last of LVV, LVE on the field, that's probably a good thing, like what John was saying. It, it, just for his health and, and everything afterwards, I loved what you had to say. I just wanted to back that up. So Yeah, he's a good dude. He can't really stand the dude. media, but I, I like him. So. <laughs> um, he's never wanted to talk to us, but he is a good yeah, he's, dude. He's a good dude at, at who he is. Um, moving on, uh, we were able to talk to Dan Quinn yesterday about the frustration from Micah Parsons that we talked about yesterday on the show with his cryptic tweets or Zeets, how do, what do they call them now? Posts, yeah, whatever. Um, Dan Quinn said, uh, "That's any competitor, right? You always want to make an impact, and sometimes his impact is other people's chances to get things because of the attention that goes his way. Any competitor can get frustrated by that. There have been games like that, and there will be more like that." I had kind of asked him about a specific play where Micah had dropped back in coverage on a Jaron Curse blitz, and um, how Micah cut everything off across the middle, um, and it, it forced a third down stop. And he said that was a perfect example of the protection going his way, but him actually dropping back in coverage and curse being able to blitz into the backfield from the opposite side so um I, I, it sounds like it was just kind of like the way the game plan was was uh, constructed going into sunday um he, he played 10 snaps in the box on sunday so maybe the frustration is stemming from that but it, it didn't sound like there was any major concern from dan quinn as far as you know boiling over or anything and then jerry jones was asked about it uh this morning on the fan as well and it, it didn't sound like there was any major concern there but i, I don't know i think for me I think you had mentioned it yesterday, Isaiah. It was just like, if he has a huge game and they lose, we hear more from Micah than if he doesn't have a great game and they have a huge win. You know, it's just, I don't know. I feel like there should be a little bit of balance there. <laughs> a little bit of balance. I yeah, tuned yeah. in. He had his his podcast. I don't want to say the, the site name because I don't know if it's technically a, a partner or not. But 
they had they had his podcast yesterday and whatever it's called and i watched a little bit of it i didn't watch the whole thing and i didn't see anything that would stand out from him talking about it and if he was going to address it that was probably either that or on thursday whenever he talks to the media so yeah we'll see how it goes there did you have any thoughts on on micah's reaction to the win on sunday um not really. Uh, he was in the locker room pretty early, running off the field, yeah. but generally he's one of the last people off the field. So I thought that was kind of interesting, kind of made me think he was trying to get out of there pretty quick. I think he's probably frustrated, too, the fact of just every game he goes into. You know, it's such a, it's such the other team's game plan to throw multiple people at him, and that probably gets frustrating because he, he isn't maybe in the position all the time to put up the big numbers that he's capable of putting up. But if you're an opposing team, like – this is obvious. Like, you send as many guys at Micah Parsons as possible. Like, I mean, literally. Like, I feel the same way about the Cowboys' offense. Like, send as many people at 88 as possible. Like, those are, like, just clearly just are so important to how everything goes that, you know, that's got to be the thing. I always think of Bill Belichick with that because it's always like he's going to find a way to take away, you know, your the thing you do best. Well, if you're facing the Cowboys, I don't know how you aren't going out of your way to throw as much at 11 as possible, get him frustrated, try and take him out of the game. So there's a level of respect that goes with that too, though. From an a defense or excuse me, an offensive standpoint, going up against Michael Parsons, Isaiah, you've seen great players mm-hmm. face double teams, face triple teams, and they fight through it regardless. And I'm not saying that Micah hasn't fought through it. He still gets his his fill from yeah. a statistic standpoint. But like John said, it's not the gaudy numbers, the defensive player of the year numbers that he's been able to put up. I just think that's a part of his his journey, a part of his development. He's going to have to learn that all eyes are on him hmm. at all times. Whether that's the opponent, whether that's the media, whether that's his teammates. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with being a star player. That's why everybody can't be the star. Everybody can't wear the star. Um, but he has to understand the weight of that responsibility, and you have to hold yourself accordingly. You can't make yourself accessible at your leisure and then not be accessible whenever things aren't necessarily going great for you or when things are going the way in which you envision them. So there's going to be times, to Dan Quinn's point, where guess what? You are you're the impact player. So, yeah, we have to utilize you right, to be the bait. <laughs> to draw them over here so that yeah. somebody else can go eat. And that's that's a part of team ball, right? And that's not to say that he's not on board with that, but you have to – he has to understand that when I have a lot of attention and my, my guys eat, like that's still a win. That's still a victory. And I still have to celebrate that because even though he may have that those thoughts in his head, his actions show differently – and unfortunately, your actions speak louder than words. So your teammates are seeing how you're responding to that, and they're going to make an assumption based upon your actions. So you very well might be perfectly fine in your head, and everybody's going to look at you. So oh, he's competitor. Any competitor wants the ball. He wants to make plays, or any competitor wants the ball. You know, depending on what side of the ball you're on. But at the end of the day, you can't act different. Whenever you're not the one making plays, your teammates are still making plays. Your team is still winning ball games. Your team is still having a great impact and is improving week to week. You have to celebrate that. You can't isolate yourself whenever you're not the one making the plays. And the other thing about that is whether you're talking about a wide receiver that's getting double teamed or or an edge, um, your moments are going to come like where you have to make a big time play. And being too focused on that stuff sometimes takes you out of when your is your chance to make the play. You don't make it. You see it all the time with wide receivers yeah. where they're complaining about not getting the ball, and then they finally get the ball, and it goes like right through their hands on, on a ball that they catch, you know, ten out of ten times because it's kind of in their in in their mind. And, and so you just want to make sure that that doesn't happen because, you know, like, he's just too good of a player that you're not going to be able to shut him down an entire game. Now, his windows for making those big impact plays are going to be few and far between because of the attention, but they'll still be there. And when they are there, he absolutely has to capitalize you know, on those plays in, obviously, the biggest games. Uh, the last news and note that I have um, after yesterday's abomination of a Monday night football game, um, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs tweeted out, man, 14, got to get up out of there. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm posing the question, would you be welcoming Stephon Diggs on this team next season? Not this team, uh, but we're going to ask the question, would an NFL team be interested in Stephon Diggs because he's still under contract with another Correct. NFL oh, organization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, very nicely done Stephon there. Diggs is a very good player. <laughs> I think any NFL team, whether it's the Cowboys or one of the 31 other teams would love to have Stefan Diggs as a part of their organization. Fumbled that one. No, it's okay. (laughs) Regardless of what any any team outside of 
uh, Buffalo that wants him. I mean, he's going to command a, a significant salary, too, yeah. that comes with it. So it also f- factors in what else do you have on your roster? Can you take on that type of um, salary? Are you are you already spending money at that particular position and things like that? So, I mean, all teams are going to consider that. But, yeah. um, man, he, he wanted out of Minnesota, got out of Minnesota, got in a good spot. Now mm-hmm. he wants out of Buffalo. He'll probably get in another good spot. So, yeah. He's got to he's got to find a way out of there because, uh, man, twelve men on the field on a missed game winning field goal attempt. Saw a tweet that said uh, Russell what? Wilson gets benefited by the twelfth man once again or something like that. Oh, that's good stuff. That's great stuff. <laughs> Seattle references, we love that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, a couple more weeks. <laughs> a couple <laughs> more weeks. Did y'all see that throw Wilson made to Cortland yeah, Sutton he in did. the back of the end zone? My goodness, yeah. the, the, the throw insane. and the catch. Yeah, wild. The, wild stuff. The Bills, by the way, have kind of a get right game next week against New York. They play the Jets, and then the week after that they face Philadelphia. Then a bye week. Yeah, then Kansas City. Yeah. Then Dallas. I'm not sure if that's a get get right game. They lost to the Jets. Didn't they lose to the Jets earlier in the season, week one? Yeah, they on did. Monday Night Football. Yeah, that was that was like everybody was fired up because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And it was a, <laughs> yeah, was Aaron Rodgers might be back win. by next week. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah, he may be, be maybe out there. All right, we've got some calls to take. We've got some text lines to answer. Eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight is the text line. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We're taking your calls, answering your texts for the rest of the show. When we come back with more talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys, where presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from inside the star in Frisco. It is a Talking Tuesday. We're taking your phone calls, starting with Dano in Florida. What's up, Dano? You're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, the worm has turned uh, this morning on Get Up. Uh, they were saying that Dak Prescott is now the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> wow. So, you know, there you go. You know, uh, but a couple of, a uh, couple of observations and one that I want, want you guys to come back with uh, one. I think Rico should get more carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like thunder and lightning. Like last year with Zeke and Pollard, 
Uh, that's what I would liken it to. Uh, but the thing I wanted to throw out was, you know, uh, Karen Steele had a bad game against Philly. Okay, bad day at the office. Um, but, you know, I look at the roster and I look at pictures, uh, guys next to each other, and Biotish and Zach Martin on the roster are approximately the same size. I think there's an inch difference. I think the weight's the same. But when you look at them, you know, shoulder to shoulder without their pads on, either Zach is 340 and Biotis is 315, or Zach is 315 and Biotis is 280. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Biotis is a guy, I think he's right now, he's the other four guys playing, I would say they're playing well, okay? Biotis seems to get blown up a lot in the middle. And when your center's getting blown up, either side is then going to be at risk. Uh, because if he's getting blown up and pushed into the backfield at all, you're not going to go anywhere. And I think, I think that is a piece of the problem. And, and I don't know. It, he had a great year last year. Looks like he's taken a step back this year. Um, I don't know. I wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Um, and I'll hang up and listen. Have a good one. I appreciate you with the call, Dano. What do you think, Isaiah? Uh, Dano knows how I stand on this. I, I think that Tyler Biotis is a good center. I think that he is effective but and tries hard, but I, I think he's undersized for this division. And I just that just is how I feel I might about be an it. idiot here, but isn't he bigger than Kelsey or no? He is bigger than Kelsey, but he doesn't play like <laughs> that's one. That's the only thing I was thinking of when I, when when Dano said about the size. Kelsey's the first person I thought of, just because yeah. I don't think of him as being like a bigger yeah. Kelsey, center. But Kelsey got that dog in him. You know what I'm so, saying? That's okay, like, so it's, then it's not a size it, problem. It, 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 but the thing is, so listen, if you're going to be undersized, you gotta you there has to be an, another intangible that gives you an, an edge and an advantage, mm-hmm. right? So if you're undersized and you don't have that ruthless aggression, you're gonna you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. Um, so that's what I refer to. So it is a combination of size and approach. All right? I, I think that this offensive line has gotten away from being like that nasty, drive you in the ground type of offensive line. And I, I think people had hopes when um, when uh, was uh, Coach Serrano was Serrano, not Serrano. Um, what's his what's his name? Offensive Solari. line. Solari. Solari. Sorry, Solari. I was thinking about Serrano when I was here. Uh, Coach Solari. Um, came on board that you're going to get some of that nastiness back, right? Tyler Smith comes on board last year. Obviously, he comes in, he does his thing. He's a nasty type of guy. You know, Tyron's been known as being a bully. Zach Martin historically has been a bully. Terrence still has a little dog in him. But you just want to see that come back. And I think the more that you run the ball, the more that personality comes across for your team and comes across for your offense. So now when you're thinking about a pass-first offense, you don't have that identity. And in regards to Tyler Biotis, I think you have to get him going by running the rock. I think if you get him confident in his ability to power drive guys into the ground, yeah. you might get a little bit more and a little bit nastiness back. And But right now, it's seemingly pass-first. I think there's an emphasis from Tyler Smith, and I go all the way back to Oxnard for this, Mm -hmm. all the way back to training camp. If there's a a scuffle, if there's anything going on, he's usually one of the ones in the mix. Tyler Smith. Tyler Biotish. Do you remember when he de-cleated who ran up? Sam Williams. Williams. He de-cleated Sam Williams in the middle of that scuffle in practice. I mean, Got into it with Micah. Got into it with Micah a couple times. I mean, Brock Hoffman was in there, too. I mean, he was the one that kind of started it, but Biotis finished it. So there's there's really – there's times and there's instances. I I go back to the San Francisco game where he was in the middle of it, too. Outside of the whistle, where he's shown that dog, and, but that's that's kind of where I'm going back to your point. Inside of the whistle, it's only on the ground game. It's not in pass protection. When he's able to to really plow forward, I think you're okay. When he's having to take a step back and get back on his heels, that's when I think he's having some issues. Yeah, I just I, preferably, I mean, like I said, obviously he's a good center and he works. He went to the Pro Bowl last year, all those things. So, not discrediting him. I'm he just was I'm a Pro my, Bowl my, reserve. My, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but you know, he's still in the he's top. Still in Vegas, still, still, still he was, in, the top he was in Vegas. Um, <laughs> preferably, I like a dog. I like a, I like a nasty, up to the whistle type of cat that wants to you know that handle his business in the middle of the offensive line. I think you need that attitude of that's what I would prefer. All right, I want that cat that you like. Well, who was the center for for Tom Brady in Tampa? Uh, Jensen was it Jensen? Jensen, right? Jensen. Yeah. That, I want like that. 
Yeah. That was his dude, too. Yeah, that's his dude. Like, yeah. he's a jerk. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want you want a jerk at the center position. I do want a jerk at the center position. Like, you want him to, have to pull him off. Like, hey, hey, come back here. Like, let's go. And he'd be, I'll be right back. Like, that's the type of cat that I want. Andre Gerard. I was with Andre Gerard last night. I had dinner with him last night. Like, Andre was a jerk. See how he just fit that in yeah, there? It's whatever. No, Andre's a jerk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of dude. Sauce and like <laughs> but, like, that's what I like. That's, that's my preference, right? And I think that you have to have that as, as the – the head and the attitude of your offensive line. You can have your best player at the tackle position, but the one person that touches that ball and calls the shots is right there in the middle of your formation. I guess I can I, I understand what you're saying. I just think that every offensive line is going to have some type of a, a weakness to a certain extent. I don't think you're going to have five just animals up there that are just dominating everybody mm-hmm. that's in front of them. Um, so I guess the thing I would ask you is, with the current offensive line that he's on right now, if they were to stay healthy, do you think that he's good enough for that to be with that group to win a Super Bowl? I think he, I think he is. I just think that you know, in, in, re- in reference to the call and what you're going to see in this division, mm-hmm. I think he personally one on one is outmatched. Scheme wise, yeah, absolutely, you can make it happen. But yeah. when you when you say, "Hey, I need you to block Jordan Davis one on one," yeah, good luck. There's not a whole lot of people in the league. That I, I can. hear it, it is a really good. It is I hear. A, okay, so go to another. Go to another team. Loaded in the middle. Right, so I'm saying, go to another team. Yeah, go to New yeah. York. Dexter Lawrence, one on one. You know, go go to Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like like all those teams that you're going to face twice a year. Like you're you you don't feel confident that he can handle them one on one. And I just say I don't like having that in the center of my offensive line. I think they did a nice job against Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, they. But I'm saying if you one-on-one. ask one on one. Okay. We got 489 offensive snaps played. 306 of them are in pass block. He's allowed three sacks and 15 pressures on the season. Talking about Tyler Biotish. Um, one hit allowed. I think we know where that hit came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, Gary in New Mexico. You're on Talking Cowboys. What's up, Gary? Hey, guys. Let's have a little bit of positivity this morning. Yeah, I like <laughs> that, Gary. <laughs> and let's talk about our head coach, who I do not believe gets the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at ESPN's website this morning, and the Cowboys right now, we're 6-3. and three. We got the fourth-ranked offense in the league, the number three-ranked defense in the league, number one in the conference. Dak Prescott is one of six quarterbacks with the passer rating over 100. This is a good football team, folks, and this is a good football team because we have a good head coach who is constantly bashed in the media. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is this. Dallas has not made the playoffs in three consecutive years since I was in college. Mm-hmm. And they're going, to, they're going to do that this year. And we talk about Dan Quinn and we talk about Will McClay, and those guys do a great job, yeah. especially Will McClay. I love Will McClay. But Will McClay is drafting the types of players that Mike McCarthy is telling him to draft. And Mike McCarthy's fingerprints are all over this football team. And what I love most about Mike McCarthy and, and Isaiah, you can maybe talk about this here in a second. But Mike McCarthy adjusts. He sees something that's not working, and he'll make a change. We've seen that in the last three or four weeks with this offense. Okay, it's kind of struggling. We need to do some things different. Okay, we'll do some things different. And now look how it's taken off. I just wish Dallas fans are notorious for griping and always complaining. <laughs> and I'm just as guilty as the rest of them. <laughs> the bottom line is we hadn't won a championship in, you know, in almost 30 years. And we have got a good head coach. And we just need, you know, we're going to be judged by what happens in January. And we'll get to that when we get to it. But right now, man, just enjoy the ride. This is a good football team. Enjoy the win this past week. Don't worry about the draft. That'll come up in April. Enjoy the ride. I think this team can get to where it wants to go if some things fall right. Love it, Gary. Love it. Great perspective. And I like the self-awareness as well in the stats. I mean, there's a lot going on there. Uh, Isaiah, since he referred to you specifically, the in-game adjustments, Mike McCarthy, I mean, he's right. This team's in the mix, but he's also right in the fact that it's going to be judged by what happens in January and February. Yeah, that's probably one of the best best calls that I think I've heard. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's able to acknowledge that he he falls in the mix too. <laughs> so we're that. notorious for griping, yeah. and I'm a part of it. I love that. No, I think I mean he was right on cue with everything. Absolutely, this team's going to always be judged what happens in terms of the playoffs. Yep. Um, I think Coach McCarthy is a really good coach. I think that's the reason why they went out and acquired him after him sitting on the sideline for a minute. And he has a great. He's always in tune with what the team needs and what the team um, needs to change. Um, and I think there he has plenty of 
receipts on that. And I think you're starting to see that um, that result kind of show up on the field. Yeah, and I also think that the factor that needs to be added in here is just being the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I mean, everyone talks about the pressure of being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. It's it's a way different animal being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys compared to most other places. Uh, you know, I look at all the head coaches in the NFL. I have the standings in front of me right now. There's a lot of good coaches that I think, yeah, they're doing good there. Yeah. Would they do that in Dallas? I bet you they wouldn't. Mm. I bet you they wouldn't. And so that, I think, always factors in with him as well, too, that uh, he deserves credit for that. Um, I will say, though, he was brought in um, to take that next step in the playoffs. So, you know, as the caller pointed out, and and that is one of the the best calls I've heard for sure, um, you can judge that then. But right now you should still appreciate the fact that, again, the home field, uh, to be able to create that type of environment at AT&T Stadium where they they go out there and, and you just feel like, even if you don't think they're going to blow out a team, you know that they're going to play some of their best ball at home. I, I can't think of another time that I've covered this team that's been anywhere close to that. So, And then the three consecutive years, double-digit wins, they should do that again this year. Um, that is something that if you if you don't think that's that big of a deal, um, you just go to Pro Football Reference and type in <laughs> Dallas Cowboys and look at uh, the last time that that happened for this organization. And again, I know people will blame Jerry and things like that, but... It's also because the spotlight that's on the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they're scrutinized more than anyone as well. And a lot of the times, the two people that are going to take that the most are going to be your quarterback and head coach. Yeah, uh, He mentioned um, Mike McCarthy and Will McClay just being on the same page as far as drafting and developing. And while there is a lot of credit to put into that, I, I think this coaching staff and this front office, they kind of unlocked a, an interesting thing that they like to do in, in drafting with the 2022 draft, whenever they took Tyler Smith, whenever they took a Deron Bland. Guys that can be versatile, and I think versatility has really been preached since then from Will McClay, and I think Dan Quinn has a lot of credit towards that as well because he's mentioned throughout his career going back to Atlanta and Seattle. Um, he's always looking for versatile defenders and uh, I think this this uh, franchise is seeing what it's done to the defense and they've started to put offensive pieces in those same positions you look at what Tyler Smith did last year being able to move from guard to tackle uh, and just the guys that they've brought in since then so um, yeah there's a lot of credit given to McCarthy and, and McClay but also this entire coaching staff with Dan Quinn and the rest I said it at the beginning of the year but every year that Mike McCarthy has been here they've gotten better yeah, it was it was the the horrid year of 2020, and there was a lot going on outside of just on the field there. Uh, then you had 12 and five and a trip to the wild card round. Then last year you had 12 and five and a trip to divisional round. The way that you get better this year is by putting together more <clears throat> wins in the regular season. Of course, that's an option still, and then making a, a deeper run into the playoffs. If they can continue to get that done, I think you're great. But at the same time, like like John said, like the the caller Gary, I thought like I said or like Isaiah also mentioned, great call because you hit all of the factors. Enjoy it while it's here and then we'll talk about it in January. Good call. Enjoy it while it's here. Talk about how this is a a, a relevant and good football team. And then we'll get to it whenever we get to it. It is hard to do, though. And it's, that's no not, that's just not a Cowboys fan thing, believe me. I mean, especially <laughs> just a couple weeks ago being in Philly. There's nothing that no. that collective fan base seems like that they're thrilled about anything. It seems like they're always upset they have the best team in football right now. If you follow or you're a fan of a good team, I just feel like you're always going to be able, especially with social media, find fans that are just yeah. negative all the time. And so you got to kind of try and find ways to tune it out. On you know? the bus. Love it. Yeah. The bus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take our second break. When we come back, are the Cowboys going to look at possibly some free agent corners that are available? What? Yeah, there's some questions there on the text line. And then what happens if the ground game never really gets oh, going? When we come about- back here on Talking Cowboys... They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. 
Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Also brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor hey, of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you? I sure did. Where's your Invisalign? I don't have Invisalign. Oh, darn. That's right. That's disappointing. It. Doesn't it's need fair. It. <laughs> Everybody needs Invisalign. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Three oh nines. Ask the question. Great win by the Cowboys. If they can't get the run game working this season, how far will this team go? That's Ian from Illinois. Not far enough, Ian. Not far enough. Not far enough. Where would you put them? You they... have to have a running game. I don't. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Even if you came up short in the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. That's not good enough. People are going to be mad. You're going to be complaining. You're going to be trying to figure out how to reset your team for the next year. Only thing that matters is rings. That's all that matters. And name a team that doesn't that has a ring aside from Kansas City that didn't have an effective running game. Kansas City is fresh in my mind. What did what did New what did L A have? What did L A have? Gurley. Yeah. Was it after Gurley? It was after. Was Gurley? Only yeah, because sure. I've looked this up. If you went back and looked at the running game they had on that 2010 team with that won it with uh, McCarthy and Green Bay, mm-hmm. it's not really one that you would. No, they ran it when they needed to. To your point, mm-hmm. that you're going to have to, but it's not like one that you'd look at and yeah, go, dominant like, running. Oh yeah, this is loaded. Yeah. Who were you guys backs uh, when you guys won it in, in New York? Uh, we had Brandon Jacobs. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we had uh, Bradshaw. Yeah. What about like the Tom Brady years? I mean, that's Tom Brady. Though. We had a ton of running backs. Yeah. We, we just had, had a stable. We had guys. Falk. Corey we Hill. had Maroney. We had um, uh, Fred Taylor. We were stacked. No Sean Moreno. Uh, no, Moreno no. was not there. No. no. <laughs> Alfred Morris. I mean, yeah. we had we had freaking. We had like four solid backs. Yeah, I mean, it was just. If Dowdle stays healthy, I think he can be one of those guys. I mean, I, I do like his running style, the way it complements Tony Pollard. It's just, man, it's just like we were talking about earlier with with Leighton Vander Esch. Like, man, linebacker, running back. Like, there's just so many collisions involved that, like, I'm just always like, you just can never have enough the of them because there's always like, always injuries. People have to be okay with Tony Pollard not being the bail cow. Yeah, yeah. Like just. That's that's just, what he's best at. I, no, he's not. No, just, no, no, I'm saying it's oh, yeah, what he's yeah, best yes, at is not correct. being the bell yeah, cow. Yeah, no, like he, understand that. We talked about it in the post game. Like it's not a bad thing. I understand that he got the franchise tag. He got the franchise tag because of his ability to make big plays and the impact that he had on this team last year as the second running back. Right, even though Zeke didn't have the year that everybody expected him to have, Zeke was still the leading running back. Yeah. Right, so Tony Pollard came in was a change of pace, was a lightning in a bottle, and now all of a sudden you give him all this money, you franchise tag him, and you say, guess what? Now we need you to lead a team, and we need you to be that dog every single play. That's not realistic. Phenomenal you, complimentary back, and there's nothing wrong. There's with nothing it. wrong with that, but like, give him what you what he can handle. Yeah. Right? Don't ask. Don't ask more of him. 
Like, allow for him to be that role. I'm sure he wanted to be a lead back and yeah. wanted to be the only the main guy. Like, that's okay. But guess what? You have a dude that's back there, Rico Dattle, who's toting that thing, and he's coming downhill, and he's carrying two or three cats with him on his back. Okay? He's the dang near, dang near bear crawling with guys on his back. Let him do that. And then bring in Tony Pollard. This is what you have. Figure out the rest later on. I don't care who's franchise tag. What works best for this team and what is going to put your offense in the best position to make splash plays and to have 40 burgers the rest of the year? Do you think there's an element of that of Tony wants to be the lead back? Tony wants to be the number one guy. And he, he still is to a certain extent, but just there's just got to be a different share. But with him being on the franchise tag, they're saying, okay, here's your chance mm-hmm. to show you can be the bell cow. Now that we've had enough of a sample size, it's time to make a change. It's time to put to, put some some different carries. Change the dynamic. Change yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. Are you asking if that's, that moment is now or just like does that moment come? Is that what you're saying? Uh, either one. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there's a really good opportunity this weekend uh, against okay. Carolina, against a run defense that is uh, pretty poor. Um, if, if he wants to have a breakout game, I think this is a good opportunity. But mm-hmm. we said that last week. We said that going into the Giants game. So, but you had to check the Brandon Cooks box last week. <laughs> you're right. You check all the boxes, right? right? I mean, you're 15, right. Tony Pollard had 15 carries. Rico Dowdle had 12. I just yep. see the way yeah. it's trending there that yeah. in one of these next couple of games, I could see Rico having more carries. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I don't think fine. Yeah. I think if this team is out there running for 150, 175 yards in a game and you're able to start getting B. Cooks and, and C.D. Lamb involved because of play action and whatever else you're, you're established all offense nobody's gonna complain yeah nobody's gonna be like oh how dare them not give tony pollard more carries are you running the ball yeah are you getting first down is it effective is it effective yeah. are teams having to drop down to one single high safety because of how effective your running game is or are they able to stay back with two safeties and double cd lamb like, what right do you now. want you know what i mean like that's what people really have to ask themselves and i i believe that last game was the lightning i mean that, that was that was the uh the light bulb that went off for this coaching staff hmm. not this not to say that they didn't already know but to your point Kyle, i think they were just like hey here you go here you go here you go they were giving him an opportunity they were giving him to opportunity. take the reins but i think this past week was the light bulb moment that went off and i think most likely tony pollard probably recognized it as well yep that's that's it it's also not a bad thing for him for the longevity of his career, too. Yeah, but he's not going to get Less the bag. Carries. Right? He's not going to get the bag. That's the, that's he the reality. He won't get the bag bag. And, that's, and that, yeah. this was his opportunity to get the bag bag. He tried to get the bag bag this offseason. They said, nah, let's wait and see. Let's see you play it out. Here's yeah. a franchise tag, right? Give us a show-me year. And that's what this is. It was a great opportunity, first half of the season. You were the opportunity to, to go out there and get it. I was giving you 12 carries. Not much was going on. Averaging 3.8 yards per carry. We didn't really get established. We're going to start giving this Rico Cat a couple opportunities oh man Rico's getting four or five yards per carry oh crap all of a sudden this looks pretty doggone good and then yeah. last game what happened Rico has more carries right they were not more carries but Rico has more a lot more opportunities he's a lot more successful when you talk about the yardage and guess what Tony Pollard walks away he's healthy all right, he's able to come in and make some splash plays. Let this be your new offense. And, and you can go into the season with your plan of like hey yep it was Zeke and now it's Tony's show here we go and if that's not working and you have another back that's stepping up, you can't just keep rolling out no. somebody getting 3.7 yards and a guy's getting 6'6", six, six, and all of a sudden you're just going to be like, no, we're going to keep going 3.7. Because the rest of the team is going to be like, what are we doing what are we here? Doing? We're trying to win games, aren't we? Like, <laughs> just, what the the last, just what the last caller just said. Coach yeah. McCarthy does a great job of yeah. making adjustments. This is an adjustment he needs to make. Correct. And he's started to make that adjustment. Yes. Marcus in Richmond, Virginia asked, with Jay Lou's injury late in that game, do the Cowboys take some time and look at some free agents that are potentially on waivers this week, Nick Ayers? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, everything that I've, I've heard sounds like Jay Lou's going to be all right. Might That's be good. limited in practice this week, um, but he should be good to go on Sunday. As far as corner depth, I mean, we've talked about that. I think that's a situation you address if you have to cross that bridge. But Jack Jones released by the Patriots yeah. out on the open market. It's fascinating. Intrigue you at all? It's fascinating. I'll say that. Yeah. It, it was a thought, but I, I don't think— um, Why was he released? Yeah, that's that's my next question. <laughs> Coach, Coach Belichick's not releasing guys in the middle of the season just because. Just because. Yeah. Uh, Desmond King out there as well. Just you a couple You have guys. They just haven't had reps. Right? You got Nation Wright, Israel McQuamu, and Eric Scott Jr. Yeah. And Wanye. And Wanye. Right? Well, yeah. And Noah Igmanogany. <laughs> yeah. Noah Igmanogany. I just wanted to say it. Yeah. I just wanted you to say it. I wanted to see you say it. So you have guys. They just haven't had a lot of reps, right? So these are un, quote unquote unproven guys, but I guarantee you that coaching staff knows what their full capabilities are. And if they felt like they needed to be put in a situation, I think those coaches are confident in doing that. 
We could have just had the worst show of all time, and you saying Noah Igbenogany the right way Cured might have just been the best. It. Clip it. The best part of the season. Best show of the year. <laughs> Clip it. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow we will break down the Dallas defense going up against former first overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner. Bryce Young, we're going to talk about that combination and how that looks. Roll time. Isaiah, Isaiah. I just want to get to Friday. You want to get to Friday? You want to say it with your chest? I just want to say it with my chest. It is countdown day. We are three days away from the hot sauce challenge. Hey, y'all I'm going go, to do that at the end of every show. Y'all three go days check away out, Go check out my IG. I stand back on Instagram. <laughs> go look at my latest video, okay? I stand well back. Done. Go look at the latest video. Give me a little comment. Let me know what you, you think You tagged me it. in it. I haven't looked oh, at I it yet. I definitely tagged you on it. I'm gonna, I tagged I'm all you guys on it. It's very well yeah. done. It'll be on my Instagram pretty pretty soon. I channel my inner, my inner KY on my prediction skills. So I, I was talking to Kyle yesterday about it. So I think what we're going to do is, you know, I have key matchups in that second segment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it right at the beginning of the segment and try to get through the segment. Bro, you're not going to make Key matchups. We'll see. No. He's going to – he has to – so – you said you were going to douse the, the chip with it, right? Uh, you said you were going to handle the douse. Yeah, yeah you're going to do hold, it. Bro. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Are you talking about that you're going to do one of those chips that you no, pull no, out no, of the no, bag no, and no, put no. the hot sauce? This is, no, this no, is no, we're going to go get a Tostitos okay. chip. Okay. 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 Hopefully that Tostitos provides us. Maybe. All right. And then we're going to put some hot. He said douse it. Like, like not just one drop. With the hottest sauce that you can find. Bro, this this hot sauce is meant to go in a bowl of like a whole container of chili. One drop. drop it. One drop is meant to go for a whole pot of chili. Okay. He said, douse it. He's not going to make it. Beamer, I'm honestly, Beamer, truthfully, I'm not worried about it going in. Not worried about that. Not leaving it there. <laughs> not worried about it going in. <laughs> Ring oh. of fire. My concern comes later in the day. <laughs> My concern comes much later in the and day. And if we, we have any more song. listeners live, they are all gone. I stand back. Go check it out, y'all. Let me know what you think about that gone. video. It's going to be wild. You got to check it out, Joe. You'll love it. Yeah. No, gonna... I saw the video. It's oh, very well done. Very, very well done. Nice. I can't wait. Who, I'm going to look at it. clipped all that together? Me? Get Surprisingly, bro. I stayed up at like Stop. 1 a.m. doing that. It took me no. forever, but I did it. I said, I have, this has to be done. Hey, that's real hater energy. <laughs> I appreciate oh, absolutely. That. I appreciate that. I had to be up at five at 4.30 in the morning. I was like, I'm staying up, and I'm doing <laughs> wow. this. This is content. Three days countdown to the Ooh. hot sauce. Pet payoff or bet payoff. Ring of fire. I'm gonna be injured. Nick Harris to the injury report. We're gonna have it happen. (laughs) Be a late edition. We've got plenty more to come this week here on Talking Cowboys, including the hot sauce on Friday for Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?